0: Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're uh, we're glad you're with us today. You know, we're in a time that we feel like we're almost stuck, you know, and we feel that way because every time you feel like something's going to get better, you turn the news on and there's a worse virus or whatever might be happening in our society or the Middle East and everything that's going on, but we have to keep our eyes on Jesus, and that's what we continue to try and do here at City Church. We're going to look at God's Word today, and, and we're going to look at why, why do people give up? Why do people give up? That's what we're going to look at today, and um, let's pray. Father, I know there are many that are here today there are many uh, the hundreds and hundreds of people that are that watch that tune in or maybe later this week or or Lord are that close to just quitting to giving up, to not wanting to look to you anymore in um, whatever it is in their life, Lord, let them know that Jesus that if they Look to you if they rely on your strength. Their situation, Lord, might not change, but you will change their perspective. So Lord, we thank you today for your word, and, and and Lord, we thank you that we can open it up and your spirit will speak to each and every one of us the same way, but also in a different way that all of us need it right now, today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're gonna look at 1 Kings, or I'm sorry, 2 Kings in God's Word in chapter 13, in the story of a king in chapter 13, verses 14 through 19. But, you know, why do people give up? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I believe without a doubt the first thing is expectation. Expectation. We have an expectation uh, of what is going, we expect to happen. And if it doesn't happen in a certain amount of time, we give up. I know it was, uh, uh, I have three kids and six grandkids, and it wasn't until, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, or no, you, la- you all laughed at me that I shared with you that I didn't know uh, when a woman was pregnant. Well, I know a woman was pregnant, but I didn't know how long, the, the, how long she had to wait, if I can say it that way. I didn't, I didn't know, I guess, 40 weeks, right? What was wrong with me? All these years, I didn't know it was 40 weeks, three kids and six grandkids, all I know is that, you know, this is the date that the... But when they're expecting, when a woman's expecting, they're counting the days down to what? To a, a date that the doctor gave them, that it's this possible due date. They can expect that on around that date that they're going to have that child. Now, we in our life, do the same thing without a doubt. We expect something, and more than anything else, with people. And if someone, especially if we're close with, lets us down, then that expectation turns into disappointment, and we want to give up. And in meaning that we want to give up in such a way that God gives us an example about giving up, And how that we shouldn't give up. And I want you to turn to, we probably looked at this passage a couple years ago. But 2 Kings chapter 13 verses 14 through 19. Now let me give you a little, just a little bit of a background about this king who was in the Old Testament of Israel. But he was in a condition to where he really wasn't living the way he should have been living. And yet he was still king of Israel. We saw that with many of the kings in the Old Testament. So now he finds out that Elisha, the prophet who is God's man for that day, is getting ready to die. He panics. And listen to what he does. In 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 14, Elisha had become sick with an illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him, wept over his face, and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. What, what, what does that mean? What is he even saying? So Elisha said to him, Elisha picked up. He was panicking. Now, he had a selfish motive. God's man for that day was Elisha. The king had a selfish motive that he knew God's man was dying, so he wanted him to come through for him one last time. And I thought, you know, I was reading this. Isn't it amazing how good God is to us when it comes to we just rush into his presence with all these things that we need, and he's still there to listen, to guide us, to give us what we need. Well, as we look at this, he's patient with him. And he said to him, you know what, king, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow, just like he's going to pull it back. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. In other words, he's getting ready to pull the bow back. The key, the, uh, Elisha stands behind him and he puts his hand also where, when he goes to pull it back, his hands are also on the top of the king's hands. So he's getting ready. He's going to shoot the arrow. Where's the arrow going? He says, Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hands on it and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands and he said, Open the east window. And he opened it and Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot it, and he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from their enemy. Their enemy was Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at apex till you have destroyed them. Notice, listen carefully. You must strike the Syrians at apex till you have destroyed them. Then he said, Take the arrows. So he took them, and he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Now, if you read it on face value, say, well, that's really not fair of the prophet because this king, he doesn't know. He just... He feels, well, hey, three's enough. You know, wham, you know, he pulls one, he strikes three times and, you know, that's enough. But here's the background of it. The king wasn't in the place where he should have been. He didn't take his enemies seriously because he had this prophet to rely on. Now the prophet's going to die. See, we always feel like God is like, Somehow, someway in our back pocket, and we can pull him out whenever we need to, and he's going to fix whatever problem is. And you know what? Many ways God will do that, but he's wanting us to know, where are we right now with him? If we are at the place right now, no matter how difficult it might be for you that you're trying to follow his path, he's going to show you, guide you, and he will destroy your enemies in front of you because you are listening to him. Do you know today, right now, the devil has one goal for you, for me. He wants to destroy you and everything around you, your family, your kids, what you're about, your situation, things you think about, your jobs. The devil wants to destroy it all. We need to take him seriously. And when we do take him seriously, we don't just go to, as we hear in our society, Hey, you know, it's like the man upstairs. I'll go to the man upstairs. That's what we hear today. Wait a minute. We take God seriously. And we go to him and say, Lord, if I, I need you. This, this could destroy my life. So the king should have taken, and, and this is what the prophet is saying. He's saying, are we at the place in our society that we see Everything is accepted. The temptations are all around us. The discouragement is all around us. Are we at the place to where we're going to take God serious enough when he says, listen, you have an enemy. And he's there to destroy you. And I want with my power, meaning the Holy Spirit, you don't have to give up. You're going to do it on my power. And so what he does, we take it and we can strike the ground Five or six or seven times to the place that we know God is serious with what is happening in our life and in our world. What happens, the Bible tells us, he goes out, they win three battles, and eventually they get overtaken years later. Exactly what God said was going to happen. Why? Because he didn't take God serious enough. I want you and I to know today that when we take God serious enough, we won't give up. We're not going to give up. Why do people give up today? It's the expectation. They get to a place to where God's not come through. They they don't have the hope that, well, I thought it was going to be a certain way. They walk away. God's saying, I want you to look to me. I want you to take it so seriously that you are in battle. And I want you to strike the ground enough times and don't give up. And I will give you the strength that you need. Great passage in Proverbs, it says, talking about hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred. But you know what God tells us in Romans chapter 5? Hope through Jesus Christ and the power of his spirit never, ever, listen, never disappoints. Hope through Jesus in your life right now that you're at the place to where you might just want to give up. I want you to know when you look to Jesus Christ, you look to him, he's going to do it. See, the problem is today so many people have walked away from Jesus. I shared with us a couple weeks ago, it's now called deconstruction. In other words, you're going to deconstruct your faith. In other words, we're going to take God in a way that we want him to be because, you know, it just really is not working for me in that way. You know, the way God said it in in the Bible. As one pastor said, we just need to unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. What God tells us in his word is true and is real, and he takes it and gives it to us to matter where you're at that you feel like you want to give up, you won't. And the way that you won't, well, let's look how we won't give up. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 and 13. Because we get to the place to where we still believe, but maybe you've been through an illness, and the exhaustion sets in, And he just just can't do it anymore. What does God tell us? Philippians chapter 4, and verses 11 through 13. Not that I speak in regards to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I, meaning all of us today, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, as a believer, I want you to catch this today. You and I will not give up, hopefully, because as a believer, we live in the supernatural. We live in such a place to where we can't see. God's going to see for us. He's going to see out in your situation, in your job, in your life, in your marriage, with your health. And God's going to share with you in your personal devotion every day. He's going to come to you, and when you're at the place that you want to give up because you expected it to be another place at this time... That's why our whole society is so discouraged right now because after we thought it was just two weeks that we would get through the virus. Now it's been two years and everybody is discouraged and exhausted. Instead of us not looking to see what someone's going to say on the news that night. We need to look to God Almighty, our Heavenly Father, and see what he wants to share with us. So as we get to the place we want to give up, he says, you know what, I want you to remember, whatever you're going through, you can do it because I'm going to do it for you. And when he says, I'm going to do it for you, whatever it is, I'm going to teach you. You're going to learn from me along the way I don't like what a lot of things that I've had to go through in life and I'm sure you don't either but if you have gotten through them without a doubt you can say man I I have a different perspective and the Lord has taught me some things I could have never remember Tom Brady retired this week, and uh, I know a lot of women don't want to hear another sports analogy. That's all right. So, all right. Anyways. He said, what he said was all you know championship rings he has. I mean, he talked about, he can remember the times of the, the difficult times and and what some of the losses taught him. Our greatest lessons in life are when we go through the adversity, if you don't give up. Life will become greater. And it will become amazing. That's who Jesus is. And he says, I'm going to teach you through that process. It's one of our verses that we have out of the Message Bible. Is the same as this verse that we're looking in Philippians. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those verses in the Message Bible in Matthew... That Jesus says, when you go to Him and you see who He is and what He can do in your situation, He says, I'm going to teach you a rhythm of grace to live by. It's going to, in other words, He's going to take all that adversity and all that, and just you're exhausted, you're tired, you expected something, and then it gets even worse because now you're tired. Now you're exhausted from it. You not only expected what God was going to do, but now it's not happened. And so now you have the exhaustion that sets in. That's why we give up. We expected something. We go through it a certain amount of time. Now we're exhausted, and now we just say, I'm done. How many people do I know that used to follow Jesus because they had a certain box that they had the Lord in and the Lord didn't come through a certain way? They thought, I don't know where they are now. That's because they were looking for God to do something just like the king to do it their way. Oh, no, he's going to die. Elisha's going to die. I better get to him quick to get what I need. And all the while, Lasha's saying, yeah, I'm going to help you. But if you do it the right way, you're not going to lose. And that's what he was trying to tell the king, and the king missed it. Don't give up. We don't have to give up. So many people are giving up today. The mental health crisis that there are in young people today. The suicide rate is higher than it's ever been in young people. I was so hurt Uh, this past week. You probably saw the same article about a young lady, a former Miss USA, just 30 years of age, gifted, beautiful, an attorney. It was all over the news because she committed suicide. And people were shocked. She was so discouraged, and I thought she had no hope. She just didn't think it was going to get better. I want you to know today, no matter what it looks like to you or to me, no matter how bad it is, no matter what you're going through, Romans chapter 5, through the power of the Holy Spirit, That hope through God Almighty, through his son Jesus Christ, hope will never, ever, ever disappoint you. In other words, if you can hang on. T.D. Jakes has a great message if you've not heard him on this one message that he preaches. And it's don't drown in shallow water. And he talks about you've gone all the way across the ocean in this rowboat or whatever boat you might have been. And you can see the shore. You know it's there. But you... You're, you're willing to give up. You just can't, you can't do it. He says, if you have to, you can even now jump out of the boat and crawl to shore if you have to. Don't drown. You, what I'm sharing with you today, many of you, or if you're watching, you've made it so far. And right at that point, the devil knows it. You're just about have made it. And when you just about have made it, that's when the devil comes from every angle. You have expected, you're exhausted, and... You're so close. And Jesus is saying, the shore is him. If we see him, we can get out of the boat. The same as Peter, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, when he jumped out of the boat, he was walking on the water. Keep your eyes, me too, me all of us keep your eyes on Jesus and you won't give up you might you might get real close and we'll close with this verse second timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 excuse me 2 Timothy chapter 1 or verse 12. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. Are you convinced today? Who we believe in. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that, not you, not me, that he is able to keep everything in my life, what I have committed to him until he either takes me home. the rapture takes place. He will do it. He'll protect you. He'll get you through. And you know, he tells us, and we'll close with this, the Apostle Paul was experiencing something we don't really know what it was, and he finally went to the Lord. He said, Lord, please take this from me. Please, please, please take this from me. He says to him, Paul, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. See, when we are looking to the Lord, what I'm here to share with you today, no matter what your situation is, you can't lose. You can't lose. The only reason that we lose is that we give up. We expected it to be a certain way, the time has gone on too long, we're too exhausted. I'm done. God says, rely on my spirit. And I will guide you through. And you will learn in the process of who I am, meaning Jesus. And someday, which I can say and all of you can say, if you have gotten through those situations, you know what, Lord? I didn't like it. I do not want to go through it. I don't want to ever go through it again. But Jesus, you You drew me closer to you. And I see life in a way that I've never seen it before. And I want you to know today, if you're watching here in service, wherever it might be, it's a job situation, maybe. It's your health situation. It's your marriage. It's it's maybe just your mind that you, you think that hope deferred, hope deferred just makes the heart sick. It's not... Lord, I don't see that. No, I'm here to tell you that it will happen. Jesus will come through. And you're so close, and that's why the devil is pouring it on so hard. But Jesus had you here today or to listen just for this day, at this time, at this hour, just for you to let you know that if you hold on and you step out of the boat and you crawl to shore, You see Jesus, you're gonna make it. Not only are you gonna make it, you're gonna have an abundant life. And you're gonna see life in a way that you've never seen it before. Don't quit today. Know that when you're about ready to, you call upon your Heavenly Father and say, Lord, I I just can't do this anymore. He'll take it from you, He'll give you rest, He'll teach you His rhythm of grace. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is real. He is real. We live as believers in the supernatural. And as we live in that way, he's going to do it in a way that you and I could never, ever think. Just trust him today. As I close, I was speaking at a very, very large church in Florida. A lady was working she'd worked all night a shift i think at a hospital and she knew she wanted to come to church she got there late and i started to just finish my message and go into the invitation and all she heard was just trust him i said to Alice, that's all i needed today it was just to remind myself that i needed to trust jesus might be just one word, might be just something in your spirit that Jesus speaks to you today that he lets you know, just trust me, and you're going to make it, and you won't quit because you're relying on the power of the one who created the universe, who gave us eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ, and we live by that resurrection power. Let's pray. What is it, you know, maybe it's not even today, but you have your time that in in what I've said before so much, maybe you're here watching so many teachers or medical workers are so discouraged. I want you to see Jesus. I want you to know that He will give you that supernatural strength that you need. I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's brought you here today just to remind you of that, to trust him. When we trust him, we are reminded of his word. And the expectation that we have is in God Almighty. And when we hope in him, He never disappoints. That's who you serve. Jesus Christ, a risen Savior. Father, as we come to you today, if there's someone that's watching, let them know and call out to you and say, Jesus, I need you. I don't know what this is all about, but Jesus, I tuned in today and and I believe that you died on the cross for me. You shed your perfect blood and that you are truly the Son of God and I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins from this day forward help me Jesus to live by your resurrection power in Jesus name Father As we close another Sunday out, Lord, we close it out with hope. Hope of giving an opportunity of letting anyone know whatever's happened right here in the midst of this place. May a friend bring a friend. May someone come forward, and I can show them in your word just the same prayer that we prayed with those that were watching today, that they can know you and have a personal relationship with you. So, Lord, we ask you as Ben leads us in a song, an invitation, if someone's here today, may they meet you this day at this time. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, Through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that will contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.